720 WGN. My favorite Bears reporter is Adam Hogue, but sometimes, you know, Hogue just disappoints you and says he can't come on the radio, and then you got to go with, you know, number 1A. And Kevin Fishbane and I have a love affair that dates back to, I don't know, let's go with Art Aaron at uh, Northwestern Hoops, Kevin. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this KP is... Go Cats. I mean, we've got some... And I, I think that's actually before your Northwestern time. Is it not, Kevin Fishbane? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit before. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, Carmen and I go way back. In another life, we were at the same high school. So. That's true. HP. That's, that's that not right? That's not... I mean, I was there slightly before Kevin was... Just there. a couple years couple, before me. A couple years. No biggie. Well, thank you for welcoming into your uh, your strong bond, your strong relationship here. I'm honored to be a part of this conversation with you two. I, I thought it was I thought it was important. So, uh, Kev, we've been talking about this. Like, what was true and what was not true from the Ryan Pace uh, Matt Nagy press conference? And you know, we're not sure what we're going to do with the coaching staff. Then they fire four coaches. Then uh, Eddie Jackson's getting a four year extension. And then, of course, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback. And Mitchell is our starter, but then you know a lot of people are thinking, yeah, he is, but they are going to bring in somebody so we can't derail the season. Uh, where are you at on what was real and what was not real, and and how did you sort of read between the lines of of the Pace Nagy experience? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think there's two things in mind when it comes to Trubisky. One is we'll learn a lot more about what the Bears actually think about him come March 18th when free agency opens and they can make trades and. You know, we'll probably it'll probably get leaked before that. Who, which quarterback they sign? But that is the day. That's when there'll be another quarterback, you know, on the roster, uh, presumably. So, you know, based on who that is, that'll help determine what they really think about him. Um, but, but the other thing too is, even with that said, one thing we know about Ryan Pace is he still has Mitch Trubisky's back. He is committed to Mitch, and there's 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 still a belief there, or maybe a hope. I should say there's a hope there that he can still be something. Um, I think they acknowledge they need a better guy as a backup just in case Mitch is not something. But for now, really, like, they, they don't have another option. Like Their best chance right now is to still kind of hang their hat on, on the idea that, that Mitch is going to somehow turn into something that he, we haven't seen him be in his first 41 starts. I just still can't believe we are where we are, where the Bears are. Eight and eight, one of the most disappointing seasons, I think, for a lot of, for basically all Bears fans, with the amount of hype and everybody buying into this season. So I can't believe we're already talking about next year. But I, I would be stunned if Mitch Trubisky's not the week one starter. I don't know how you feel, Kev. Uh, I'm with you at, at that point. Yeah, I think right now that's still my best guess that he's going to be the week one starter. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of different names that they could consider, but but my, I still lean towards the idea that they that their number two quarterback, it's not going to be an overwhelming type of guy. It's not going to be someone who's going to win that job right away. But it's somebody who, you know, you go back to, um, I, I don't know, let's go back to that Rams game, right, where, where Mitch came out in the fourth quarter, question of whether he was benched or whether that was injury-related. If you have somebody who's, you know, 25, 26 with some upside, who's shown some ability in this league, uh, maybe like a Marcus Mariota, you know, someone like that, then maybe you make that change the next week and say, all right, Mitch is benched and this guy's our starting. You can't do that with someone like Chase Daniel, um, even if you think that Chase is going to run the offense better than, than Mitch did, you just can't make that kind of move with someone at that point in his career. So that's the type of guy I'm, I'm thinking that they bring in number two. Now, of course, you still have to keep open the possibility that Ryan Pace, who has been very aggressive in his time as GM, 
just I should just go all in with someone like Teddy Bridgewater. I, I just it's hard for me to see how they they would be able to make that work out. I'm very, very interested to see how this offseason plays out for the Bears. Basically, everything you just said, there's also to keep in mind that if if they do go get a guy to back up Trubisky, and Chase Dan was just kind of felt like, I don't know, a guy to help Mitch Trubisky along. A he was bit. adorable. He was adorable. I just wonder if there's a stubbornness next year, just like there was this year. If if Trubisky does come out, let's just say the first three, four games of the year, the offense is incompetent again. Would they pull the plug? Would they hit the panic button and bring in whoever they do bring in this offseason? So you're saying you don't trust that they would do it? Well, that's the thing. Like, why should we have trust in the Bears and the front offense in, in, in Matt Nagy in making the proper adjustments if it does become disastrous once again? What do you think, Kev? Well, I think if it, if, if it gets to that point, I think the people in charge, being Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, would have to know their jobs are in the line. Right. You know, so, you know, this year they didn't have that. There wasn't a sense that yeah. the two of them. Um, were were in were in trouble regardless of how the Bears were playing, um, but but next year you know you you would think after a, uh, such a disappointment this season you would think that next year if things start to get start to teeter and you start to wonder if it's going to go off the rails that they have to realize hey our only chance to keep our jobs would is going to be making a switch to quarterback and then hoping that that quarterback. Um, become something that we and that we could stick around. Now you're, you're you're taking a chance every time you talk about that position. In a different way, Mark Trestman did that in 2014. Of course, no one's going to save their job with uh, a Jimmy Clausen, but that was what Trestman tried to do that year, uh, and it didn't work out. Now, if you have somebody with some you know actual NFL. Uh, experience and actual NFL talent to go to, and you could say, hey, look, we understood, we recognized it didn't work with Mitch Trubisky, we put in quarterback B, and it, he turned things around, we can now build something with him, we'll draft a quarterback, but you can trust us, because look at how we were able to kind of adapt. So that, that, that's kind of why I, I, I could see a change happening if if something goes wrong next season, more so than this season, just because you have to wonder if you're those guys, and there's no patience anymore in the NFL, um, unless you're Jerry Jones. You know, you, you got it. You got you. You can't. You can't think that you can't expect to go seven nine eight and eight again and keep your job for 2021. So we're talking to Kevin Fishbane, who does a great job covering the Bears for the Athletic. I am a subscriber. Are you a subscriber? Absolutely. I mean, who's not a subscriber? You got to be a subscriber. Must read stuff. There we Across go. the board. So there, check him out and uh, K, at K Fishbane on Twitter. Uh, I don't think they're in trouble, Kev. I, I think it would have to be so f- amazingly bad, like 3-13 and 13 bad. I don't see any real enthusiasm from George McCaskey or 97-year-old now Virginia to move on. I think they were in love or still are in love with Ryan and with Matt and are kind of stunned that they're sitting here that this conversation is out there. So I think they're I think they're one year away from that. However, there is that whole pride thing, right? And and just looking in the mirror and being honest like, "Hey, People miss on quarterbacks. It happens all the time. That doesn't mean I'm a terrible general manager. I missed. It didn't work out. We wish Mitch well, and we're moving forward. And I've done a lot of other good things. So don't fire me for one guy. Yeah, I, I will. Yes, I'll grant you this too, Carmen. Like you're right. They, they do obviously like the general manager. They, they really wanted to work with him. I think you know you, you see how the McCaskey family kind of works, and and I don't think they're different than a whole lot of owners. And they don't want to be the Browns. 
right. where you're shuffling head coaches, GMs. Nobody wants that. Um, and and you, you see that patience in Detroit right now. And Matt Patricia's getting another year. Um, you know, the, the Giants don't want to be where they are right now, where they're going for, through another head coaching search. The Bears don't want to do that. Um, the question that, that's going to be asked, though, is, is if things don't work out with Mitch Trubisky or whoever else they bring in, and they don't make the playoffs again, you know, are you then giving your general manager a chance to get another quarterback? And, you know, it, that, that's a tough thing to do. When, when, and now I, I think it's okay to be patient with these guys because quarterback is such a difficult thing to judge. You know, as much as the, the Mitch Trubisky decision gets ripped, uh, you know, most, a lot of teams had him number one on their, on their draft board. Uh, you know, in, in 2017. So there, there's a lot of different factors that go into this. And, and, and I do think, too, one thing to re- recognize about this season, I know, I know some fans scoff at this, but there's something to be said that, that, that Matt Nagy kept this team together. There wasn't the 2014 stuff that we saw with Trestman where you had crazy things happening in the locker room and, and total upheaval. You didn't have the stuff at the end of the Fox era where it just felt like the team was just kind of laying down. Um, this is a team that really respects their head coach. Um, so if, if he's able to show that again, um, you know, that that could, again, keep these guys here for the long term. The ownership does not want to be the type of franchise that makes changes every few years. They'd love it for, for it to work with these guys. Um, but this is, this is just a, it's a type of business where you, you really cannot continue to wait year after year after year and continue to miss the playoffs. Do you think they bring in an offensive coordinator and let him call plays? I don't. I don't think they would have an offensive corner call plays. I, 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 if you're Matt Nagy, now let me let me make it clear here, Carm. I see it both two ways. I I could I acknowledge that it might help Matt Nagy. It might help the Bears to have somebody else in here calling plays. But I don't think that's something Matt Nagy would do. And for his own career, maybe it's not something he should do because that that that's something he's supposed to be able to hang his hat on is his ability to call plays. And if he gives that up. Um, you know, then he's just kind of playing CEO, which, you know, it works for other coaches. You know, that works for a Mike Tomlin. It works for a John Harbaugh. It lo- works for guys who have had their jobs for a really long time and are really good at it. Um, for someone as young and early in his head coaching career as Matt Nagy, I would be really surprised if he gave that up. I, I-, I do think it'd be important to have somebody else in that type of position just to help out with things and give him another set of eyes and ears um, to to. to- fix this thing yeah the job look it goes both ways the, the job of a coach is to put the players in the best position to succeed it comes down to the players executing and running the plays the way they're supposed to be ran now there was some poor play across the board offensively but the play calling from Matt Nagy was just absolutely horrendous last season I couldn't believe what I was watching how did it get so bad in one season. Because two years ago, I was like, wow, there's this innovative coach. These are some fun-looking plays. It looks like they can succeed with this offense. And then this year, it's just completely disastrous. Yeah, you know, you know, I think the, there's, there's definitely two ways to look at this, uh, depending on how you feel about Matt Nagy. Because you could argue that his play calling was hamstrung by his poor personnel. Right. By the fact that he had a quarterback that just could not operate within his playbook the way he wanted, that he had an offensive line that completely regressed, um, and that there was no running game. And, you know, if you're going to, and I think it's scapegoating what happened to Mark Halfridge and Harry Heastan last week, but Matt Nagy would probably make the argument that, hey, those guys were in charge of the run game, and the run game, you know, wasn't working. That made it difficult for me to call plays. So that's one way to work at it. The other way to look at it is you're the head coach. 
you have to structure your playbook to the guys you have. Right. It's up to you to look at Mr. Trubisky and say, okay, this is the type of quarterback he is. He does not work in the offense I would prefer, so I need to do this, this, and this to make it work. We saw that in the Chargers game a little bit where it was a completely different type of, uh, of playbook, but then it wasn't consistent in terms of that the rest of the season. So, you know, there – this is going to be quite the next few months in terms of evaluating that and separating how much of this was the quarterback, how much of this was the head coach, how much of this was everything else. And and I think going back to what I talked about earlier, which we'll learn a lot more about how they feel about Mitch Trubisky based on the moves they make, we'll learn a little bit about what they think of the offensive line. Because you've got a couple offensive tackles who have really tough contracts to get out of. Do the Bears bring in competition and, and show a willingness to eat up a lot of money or do they think that maybe it was Harry Heastan's fault and they think that these guys can be good again next year? I'm not sure, but that is a position that you really have to watch because you have all five starters under contract for next year. But you know, how can you go into next season and say, we're not going to change anything here? Uh, so that, that's going to kind of be another position to monitor over the next couple months. Wrapping it up here with Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. I mean, you made a point in the middle of that. Your job is to run an offense that is – suited to your players. I don't think that John Harbaugh, the head coach in Baltimore, Greg Robin, their offensive coordinator, knew they were going to run Lamar Jackson's offense. But they got Lamar Jackson. So you're going to make him... And I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky could be Lamar Jackson win the MVP, but you do have to operate with who you have. So I mean, to me, that's the... That's the offseason. It's not making Mitch this... What Nagy said, I want him to be a master of... of what do you say? Master of... Of, coverage of, of, of a master, he's, he can't do it. You have to game plan for the team you have, not the team you want. He, and the stubbornness from Matt Nagy was very evident this season. He, he's not going to do it. it there's not going to be, at least in my mind, there's not going to be some magic light bulb that's going to go on that he's going to figure it out. I, you got to do it to what he can do. And, and if he can't do it, then move on. Um, who's if you had to guess, Kevin, on your way out, who who backs up Mitchell Trubisky? Is it Case Keenum? Is it Marcus Mariota? You got anybody else you want to throw in there? Ooh, yeah, well, you know, with with Helfrich gone, you kind of lose that potential cheerleader for Mariota. You know, I don't really know necessarily what Helfrich's evaluation of Mariota is now. Um, you know, I, I could see somebody like a Case Keenum coming in, being, being maybe being that guy. Um, you know, some maybe who's someone who's a little bit older but has you know good experience to come in and help you out. Um, you know, the one name that's really intriguing and you can't ignore it is Alex Smith. I love that. Now, name. There's a lot of money going, you know, involved in his contract and a lot of stuff Washington would have to sort through um, with that uh, to, to make him available. And then you obviously have to figure out, you know, how healthy is he? And you look at his age. Um, but but it's, you, you can't ignore the fact that nobody probably knows how to run that offense better than he does. Uh, and, and if he's healthy, you know, you know that, and yet that would be somebody that would probably take over the job from Mitch Trubisky if he's healthy. So he's kind of a name that I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens over, over the next you know eight to ten weeks with that position and kind of keeping an eye on someone like him. Um, but you know, this could be you know this really is met. You know, Chase Daniel was brought in for uh, you know we saw why Chase Daniel was brought in. This is really going to be the first time Matt Nagy has some influence on the quarterback in terms of somebody that might actually challenge or take over. You know, the Chase Daniel, that was obviously a Matt Nagy move to bring in a guy who knows the offense who will be a great mentor to Mitch Trubisky and can step in um, if needed. This is a new thing now. Okay, now show me the quarterback you want that can run your playbook 
you know, and, and maybe even take over for us. So it, it's kind of going to be a new thing for Pace and Nagy, and we'll see what type of quarterback Nagy wants. Did you read NJ.com this week? You, uh, I did not. Do you know, um, what did I miss? Here's one reality. Quote, the Eagles might not be here if not for Josh McCown. Behind the scenes, the 40-year-old backup has played a vital role in the Eagles' resurgence, both as a confident confidant for franchise quarterback Carson Wentz and as a leader, mentor, and motivator. McCown is the adult in the room. And let me give you one more. When McCown arrived in Philadelphia after coming out of retirement in August, no one was more excited than Alshon Jeffrey. The Eagles receiver played with McCown for the Bears and has helped Jeffrey put together his best season ever as a pro. Josh McCown, Kevin Fishbane, Kevin Powell, damn it, are the best quarterback in Bears history outside of Jim McMahon. Bring him back! You know, Carm, this week was the six-year anniversary of the worst day of one of the worst days of your life as a Chicago sports fan when Phil Emery announced the six-year contract extension for Jay Cutler. That's right. That was that was it. Uh, hey, great, Kevin. You're awesome. Great stuff. Love reading you, and we love when we have you on. So thank you for taking time on the Saturday, brother. All right. Thanks, guys, and go Cats. Go Cats. Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic, 720 WGN.